You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the Lieb Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic, high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at LeapSports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network. Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle Huddle up. up. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. will keep the offense out there in a fourth and goal from the one. You want Philly food? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. I would feel better at this point taking the three points. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And if you make it, it's great. But if you don't make it, it's a big momentum swing. Philly special. Philly special. Ready? Here we go, here we go. Goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it. And it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Let's go. Russian three, dropping eight. Uyangalale steps up, loads and throws. It's caught, it's pitched backwards, up in the air, it's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands, and now it is down, it is over, and the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. We did it our way, baby! We did it! We did it! We did it! Welcome everyone, Huddle Up Podcast, Tuesday night, October the 19th, 2021. We're glad to be with you. Only two of us here right now. <laughs> the uh, One of the other familiar faces may be joining us at some point. We will see as time goes on, but... Uh, for those that are with us, we are glad you are. Give us a like and a share if uh, you are joining us live. Make sure you're following us on social media. We're at Huddle Up Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Instagram is at Huddle Up Pod. You can, of course, subscribe on all podcast platforms and YouTube as well. Student of the game, Kyle F. Nash with us as just about always, as long as we're not talking baseball, right, Kyle? 
I mean, listen, that's if you want me on for baseball, that's at your own risk. <laughs> it's it's scary enough when I try to talk baseball. I'm not. I won't. Uh, I won't subject the listeners to you doing it as well. I'll put it this way, man. Listen, you take a risk every time dropping that damn Mike Tirico call of the game that is now what two years old. So I mean, a year what? old. Th- not even a full year old. Thank uh, you very much. Okay. That was the beginning okay. of November right, last year. Right. Let I, me I, have that. You, you know, you're right. That's completely my bad. I forgot that last year was the year of the mercenary. Where, you, know, <laughs> you were uh, the superior force in, in the ACC. Boy, am I glad to hear less and less. About Come after me. <laughs> I'm a man. No. I'm 40. You are a man. Having me on every uh, every time to uh, endure the risk that I will talk trash on your intro once again as I write yet another letter to you to get my library at Shawshank. But hey, I mean, while we're on the topic, you know, I, of course I do miss everybody's favorite AJ uh, AJ AJ Hawk stand in in Mr. Matt. There, he's probably going to get some fresh cigars uh, to keep the dream alive, but. Yeah, family man EJ Christian, but is his missing really that big a deal? Oh, no, he <laughs> I mean, I know why he's not here. It's because his Patriots lost to your Cowboys this week. Exactly. He's hiding. He's hi- He's hoping I forget about that by the time he uh, he joins in with us, and, and I will not do that. What's up, Devin, joining along with us uh, live? We appreciate that, as always. Um, but, yeah, Kyle, let's, let's jump right into it, and this is something that uh, – I'm kind of going to snake from EJ a little bit on on his on his I don't know if it's if it's his weekly with you or if it's his football week whatever weekly thing he does that I think he brought this up as a potential topic and I'm like, "You know what? That sounds like a good idea because you know, we we're going to we're going to inevitably talk about these things anyway when we get to the college football playoff rankings. So why not let why don't we beat the committee to the punch? Um, a couple of weeks early because the first rankings don't come out for a few more weeks. Um, so we're going to do our top six because like, let's, let's be honest. That's really what the, the people care about. That's when, when the, the, the big show on the four letter comes out every Tuesday night, uh, with their, with their rankings that they highlight the top six. It's the four that are in and the two that are just on the outside. Um, so why don't we start at our number six? We'll work our way to the top. Um, currently at my six, um, is a, is a big 10 team. Um, it is a big 10 team with a loss. It is not a big 10 team with a loss. That's in my home state. It's the one just next door. It is, uh, it is the Ohio state Buckeyes. That is my number six team right now. Um, obviously we'll be all plenty of shakeup in that big 10 conference before things are all said and done. But, but from where, uh, the Buckeyes were and the way things shook out above them, they are working their way back up. Uh, who's no, your number just, six right now? That is a solid call by you. Um, I however, am far more cynical, and I have my number six as uh, the state whose name is also a Broadway musical. Very appropriate because they look like they're a Broadway, somebody who plays in a Broadway musical and not a football team anytime they're in a college football playoff or anywhere near it, or even asked to play defense for that matter. I have Oklahoma at number six. Okay. Uh, my number five currently um, is another team in the Big Ten co- Conference. Um, not quite ready to put them into my top four, uh, but as the season continues to shake out, if they continue to find ways to win, uh, they will eventually find their way there. But for now, the Michigan Wolverines uh, are my number five team in my college football top six. 
Hey, man, listen, I love you throwing the wife some love there, too, by the way. That's a great move by you. Very um, smart. Very smart. I, I, I do not enjoy using the term happy wife, happy life, because I like to feel like I have a bit more independence. But, hey, that doesn't mean I'm going to diss you for applying it here. <laughs> I, of course, am going to kiss up to the host and say Ohio State is my number five. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, my number four is a team uh, in the AAC, not to be confused with an even worse conference with one A and two C's. Um, and, and that's a team that, un unfortunately for me, beat my Fighting Irish a few weeks ago. But um, Cincinnati, you know, they, it's, you know, if there was going to be a year and right, wrong or indifferent, and we've, we've had that discussion before, um, there is a team that is going to, um, you know, a non-Power 5 that is going to make it this looks to be the year, at least pre-expansion, which there's still talks about that and whether or not expansion is going to be a thing. But uh, with the way everything's shaken out, I, you know, the, I said it when they beat Notre Dame. I said the door is wide open. They just have to finish the job at this point. So Cincinnati's there at four for me. Yeah, no, it's not a bad call at all by you. Um, what I'm going to do, though, is refer one more time to the conference that I call the best college football that money can buy. And of course I refer to the SEC and I refer to the Alabama Crimson Tide as my number four. Listen, I know that they didn't take care of business for one single freaking week and now you want to set them on fire. <laughs> Saban's the devil, dun, 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 whatever, okay? <laughs> Somebody do better in the meantime, okay? Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I, I have I have the, as much as I don't, I, I would love to have them nowhere near the top of this list. Um, Just can't do it. I will get to the, Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, for now, I have Oklahoma at three. Um, I still think they are going to find their way out of this spot um, <laughs> because nothing they've done over the last few weeks or, or hell, really the entire year has has necessarily proven to me that they're, they're a top four or a playoff team. But unfortunately, in a year where everything else is crumbling around them, um, they're a benefactor of that. You know, it's I know you always like to bring up a year where Notre Dame took three overtimes to beat Pitt, but <laughs> when everything else crumbled around them, Notre Dame was still 12 and0 when everything shook out. And you know, it, that was a year where I actually agreed with people that Notre Dame didn't belong in a championship game, but uh, it does it, happen, ladies and gentlemen, I will vouch for him on that. Every yeah, every so often I'll I'll I'll, I'll admit things were right uh, when uh, Notre Dame didn't belong somewhere. Um, but for now, I have Oklahoma at three. Like I said, I, I think they're going to find themselves out of this spot. I don't know if it's going to be this weekend, um, but we'll talk about that here in a couple of minutes. But for right now, the Sooners are my number three. Well, welcome to my world of controversy, and what <laughs> can claim that I'm doing it for the sake of my host continuing to have a happy life. I mean, I've been calling myself a contributor to the Huddle Up podcast at this rate. F it. I'm pulling the co-host card and that means Oh, you're I yeah, you're I think you're official at this point. Yeah, I, I, well, and with that in mind, sir, I have to keep uh, 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 my opportunities to be a great wingman for you on the table. I have the Michigan Wolverines right now at number 3, but let me tell you why. That schedule will shake them out at some point. I put them at that number 3 spot, Big Jim because they currently control their destiny with this, okay. right? I think it's very safe to say that if they went out, including beating Ohio State, again, I'm not saying it's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, take a breath. If, hear that, everybody? 
if <laughs> if they win against Ohio State, they would have also had to have already passed uh, Penn State and Michigan State, if memory serves. Correct. Um, and then in the conference championship, whether they find their uh, fake ID or not, <laughs> Iowa is still the presumed opponent in the conference championship. I don't even but think they, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> well played with the Denny Green drop. Excellent work by you. Jim on point at the at the dang soundboard. I got things, I got it going. I got it going. Listen, I, I mean, it's glad to hear that that Spectrum uh, slash Bright House doesn't slow you down the same way it does my connection. <laughs> but that's good, man. Um, no, but um, uh, and, and I'll give a little bit of help to our should be friend uh, EJ Christian because he's not here. I have to call him that. Um, for, for getting my mind turning this way, but I'm, I'm signed off on it. I have the Michigan Wolverines because they control their own destiny, um, to actually be in the college football playoff. Even the CFP, I would think would be compelled to put them in the top four. I have them at number three. Yeah, no doubt. And I I think it was last week on here where, where we talked about the, the possible scenario where, um, you know, and I think it's if they would you know, win out, um, but like lose a close one to Ohio state or something. But like the, the Michigan Ohio state combo would be about the only, the only thing outside of the sec that we could see a potential two team, uh, two teams in the playoff for one conference, you know, cause it's, and, you know, I got to give you your credit too. I don't mean to cut you off there, but I, I feel compelled to give you credit. Um, I asked the question, are there any other conferences thinking I knew the answer that could have two representatives potentially, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> talking about that, uh, the Big Ten certainly was a possibility, depending on how things could go. Alabama would have to lose again, so that likely won't happen. But Ohio sure. State and Michigan sneaking both in. Don't rule that out. There's certain things that could happen. But again, right now, um, Big Jim, to his credit, planted the initial seeds of me taking Michigan seriously. And then today, uh, on you could actually catch it now on the YouTube version of the Earnestly Speaking podcast. Bing! Um, actually on the, uh, yeah, the earnestly speak, thank you on the earnestly speaking, uh, YouTube channel, right. Um, that, um, is, is where I'm at with them. So, Hey, credit to you and EJ for, for opening my mind beyond the conference that provides me the best college football money can buy. Yeah. And, and this isn't going to be the only time that you hear me say this phrase on this show tonight, but like the game, the, the Michigan Nebraska game last, last Saturday, that's a game that for the last couple of years, Michigan ends up losing. You know, I, I don't I don't know what it means in the grand scheme of things. I don't I don't know what the next uh, you know, five, six weeks um with with their schedule getting much more difficult mean, but that you know, that they won a game that for the last couple of years when you were winning big and in the second half things start to get a little funky, you start to lose grip a little bit, the, you know, that, that lead dissipates, you end up you end up going behind that's a game they lose for the last few years, and and they didn't panic, they didn't make mistakes, they settled down, they they found a way to come back and win, um, you know. So something something feels at least a little bit different from that aspect from this Michigan team. Again, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out what they really are. We're gonna find out what Michigan State really is. We're gonna find out what Ohio State really is, and we're gonna you know, depending on the health of their quarterback, we're gonna find out if. The game in Iowa was an anomaly for Penn State, or if it was more of the reality, and it was the first time they they, they faced you know uh, anything that resembles competition. So we're going to find out a lot more about the Big Ten over the next few weeks. 
Exactly. The b- biggest disaster from that Michigan-Nebraska game is I still have to listen to these goofy UCF fans try to tell me that hiring him back would be a good plan. Oh, no. <laughs> Bro, I, I swear to God, Yikes. that is a thing. Whew. Wow. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's rough. Um, all right, let's it move. It is a thing, and I see. Uh-oh. We lost Kyle here for a second. No, we're good. Oh, we're no, good. we're good. We're good. Um, should... Yeah. But let, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's move to number two. And uh, I said, as much as I wish I didn't still have them on my list somewhere, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Right now, they're my number two team. Uh, yes, they lost. Yes, it was a game they probably shouldn't have lost. Yes, that's a situation that um, should a lot of times drop a team, you know, out of playoff contention when you lose to an unranked team. And so on, and so on, and so on. But the problem is, um, this season has been pretty much chaos for mm-hmm. seven weeks. So the, the the options for teams above them really aren't there right now. Um, now, do I do I think that uh, Family Guy himself, EJ Christian Seven, um, was way off base when he said this was the Potentially the best Alabama roster of all time. Yeah, he was crazy. He he was going a little nuts. But I know what he's doing with the stepdad tonight. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna bring some of those hot takes uh, to, to the show tonight if he arrives. Um, but you know, right now, I, I I just I don't see an argument for a team with the exception of. Spoiler alert, my number one team is a certain team from Georgia. Um, <laughs> I, I, to me, I just don't know if if there's a better team in the in the uh, in the nation right now. Kyle. You know, it would have been this time just three or four weeks ago, I was vehemently arguing uh, about my faith in the college football playoff committee. Well, I do still doubt. But for me, myself, this chaos that you mentioned, where top-level teams are getting knocked off left and right, dropping like flies, you would think this is some kind of BS murder mystery, and the (laughs) butler currently in the college football world might just be this team. Why do I say that? Butlers are known for service. Chick-fil-A is known for great service. (laughs) And all the jokes made about this team's logo looking like the Chick-fil-A logo with three dots on the top. Of course, I refer to the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, I have them number two. Deal with it, fools. Because they're actually taking care of damn business. I mean, (laughs) mean, say what you will. But Carol, you're just doing that because they beat UCF. No, (laughs) not at all. I predicted them losing that game, people. Maybe y'all may not have caught that. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, they are constantly handling the business the way that they should. Of course, Notre Dame was an underwhelming win that everybody saw coming, including Jim. That's not oh, okay. That was cheap. I'm sorry. Wow. But, um, wow. <laughs> hey, listen, way out of line. Listen. Way out of line. <laughs> this is me continuing to make sure I'm the best wingman in internet radio. Okay. Not only do I have your wife's team in the top four, I'm trashing your team. You, sir, are going to get special attention tonight. That's all I'm saying. If you okay, want to crown up, then crown your ass. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't called me a GD genius yet. That's well, you know, it, it, it'll happen at some point, I'm sure. I want to wait till each. Maybe I'll wait till EJ's here just so he hears it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I got Cincinnati. Um, and, and who knows, Jim? This this is yet another inspiration that you've put in my head of things that may actually occur. 
Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, I have them at four. I can't, I can't necessarily argue with them at two. It, it's, you know, yes, the the argument from people will always be, you know, the, the competition isn't as hard. But you, you, and you made you made the point that, and 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 this like held up to to like my defense last year when Notre Dame went to the playoff was the the teams that people don't think should make the playoff. All they can do is play the schedule as it's in front of them. No, nobody, nobody knows how things are going to shake out by the time you know when, when these schedules are made. Well, the point is, Cincinnati is going out every week, and they're not just winning games; they're winning games soundly. Yes, their competition is different than the competition that a lot of the rest of the country plays, but they're going out and they're doing it convincingly, and that—that's right. the key. That is the key for them uh, to make their case for the college football playoff, and. You know, when they beat Notre Dame, they did it in convincing fashion. Now, is this a great Notre Dame team? No, it's not. But you went into South Bend and beat a team that hadn't lost there in 28 straight home games. And and you won. So, like, so, you know, it, that has to stand for something. And they did it, again, in convincing fashion. I would also say, sir, um, let's pretend that Notre Dame wasn't on their schedule this year and it was some other big program. You sure. picked the program, that would be commensurate. Um, it was Notre Dame in 2017. I said it, no one remembered it. Not even you, oddly enough, on this, and maybe you didn't hear it. In 2017, I said the presence of Notre Dame would prevent UCF from making it in because they're the bigger name, they're the bigger draw, the committee knows them, and oh... Uh-oh, uh-oh. A little frozen, a little frozen. Stick with us. Come on, Kyle. I believe in you. I believe in your internet. Oh, no. I think the internet done got him. He was making a great point about uh, this. Oh, by the way. Oh, we got you. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, and we lost Kyle. Kyle will join us back here in a second. Recapping my top five up to this point, uh, I had the Ohio State Buckeyes. I had the Michigan Wolverines, Cincinnati at four, Oklahoma three, Alabama two. Kyle, I, I, just, I saved I saved the show. I steered the ship when your internet said, fuck you, Kyle. No, God did it though. Yes. I'm you know. I had to I had to turn down the volume. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, friend. Uh, anyways. So yeah, but um Notre Dame's presence in twenty seventeen kept UCF out. I think we're good with that. Um but like y'all didn't know I was going to pick Georgia. STFU. Let's move on. Yeah, th- this one's easy. Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> number one. I don't think anybody is disputing that, arguing that. Uh, those are our top six uh, for this week. Um, you know, it, it it will probably certainly change by the time we're on the air next week as everything's been changing uh, in college football. And, uh, you know, much like power rankings in the NFL and in the NFL, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Ernest Christian, yep. EJ Christian seven. Um, you know, know, it's I'm a week. Can, it's a week to can, week ranking. I'm surprised you can bear to use that example. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I'm sure that'll come up when we talk about the NFL here in a little bit, but, um, you know, Instead of like with with the pickums, I you know I do the the big four in the NFL, which is hard enough to pick this week, and then right. um, in college football, I, I always do top twenty five teams that are head to head against each other. Well, guess what? Week eight said, "Hey, fuck you, buddy," because <laughs> there are none. There is zero games 
where top 25 teams are playing head-to-head against each other this week. So we're going to get a little creative this week. There are, um, is it nine, one, eight of the top 10 teams that are playing in games this week. Um, And we're going to decide if any of these teams are on upset alert or how many of them are upset alert given the uh, crazy scenarios uh, that are this season. Uh, And let's start with, in the AP poll, number two, your number two, my number four, uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats, they travel to Annapolis to take on the Navy Midshipmen uh, at noon. Um, a couple years ago, when when this Navy team looked a lot better, um, I, I would have said maybe. Um, but this is this is a different Navy team, and this is also a different Cincinnati team. I think the Bearcats are safe this week. Wow, what a bold prediction by you, Jim. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your use of uh, uh, Canadian proverbs, especially, hey, beep you, Betty. Um, <laughs> you know, listen, I've seen Canadian teams in the Shrine game, uh, in the shrine, or excuse me, Canadian players in the Shrine game at the college level. I didn't realize the scheduling could be done in Canadian fashion like that. <laughs> um, I mentioned Canadians so much just so I can make a joke about the Navy having a better chance of defending against something than Cincinnati. <laughs> and that's what we have here. Very good. Uh, then we go to uh, also at noon on Saturday, the number three Oklahoma Sooners uh, taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, again, I'd I'd love to just say automatically yes. Like, I mean, it's the Big Twelve. I guess anything goofy, silly, and dumb can happen because that's what exactly <laughs> what the Big Twelve conference is. Something that's goofy, silly, and dumb. Um, but. I will say for this week, anyhow, it is not going to be the case every week, but for this week, uh, I will say Boomer Sooner is safe from upset alert. A, pick the over. B, yes. boy, boy, this would be a great uh, basketball game, wouldn't it? Certainly. <laughs> and C, Boomer. Moving on. All right, we go to uh, another noon game. Four, half of these are at noon on Saturday. Uh, the Northwestern Wildcats pull into Ann Arbor uh, on Saturday to take on the number six um, in the uh, in the AP poll, Michigan Wolverines. Um, you know, I, there's 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 plenty of potential trip ups on this or on this schedule uh, for Michigan, but I I, I think they're going to handle business at home this week. I say the uh, the Fighting Harbaugh's are safe for this week. The Fighting Harbaugh's were safe this week, um, just as the Fighting Harbaugh's were safe on Sunday in the NFL. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to match you on this one. Um, listen, I like Northwestern, typically speaking, but last year was their year, not this one. There you go. Then we go to noon on Saturday in Happy Valley, the Illinois are they still call this still a fighting Illini? Are they the Illini? I can't remember. Um, but Illinois <laughs> comes into uh, it comes into State College uh, to take on uh, number seven Penn State. I actually didn't check to see what the status is of Sean Clifford, the quarterback for Penn State. Uh, I will say this: if he is not healthy, Penn State is definitely in danger of being upset this weekend, even though they are at home. Um, that offense without 
which the offense with Clifford in isn't that great to begin with. But you want to talk about anemic? You want to talk about pitiful? Watch watch that game against Iowa. Hey, Iowa's a little bit different than Illinois, but man, that offense, they could not get anything going. Um, and, you know, I, I know what Philadelphia and Pittsburgh cheers sound like when things aren't going well, and I think you could get one of those on uh, on Saturday in Happy Valley. So I will say Penn State um, is on upset alert. Um, I appreciate your points. I just don't have enough faith, faith in the fighting Illini in question. I'm more than me happy to be proven wrong. Um, but I think uh, we're going to be all right with Penn State this week, regardless of the anemia of the offense. I mean, heck, we had a number two team in the nation this time last week with a team that was ranked 80th in overall offense. So there's that. Yeah, they're saying uh, quarterback situation still up in the air for this weekend. So as of right now, again, this is Tuesday. Uh, that game is on Saturday. If you are if you are betting and and uh, degenerate folk, uh, plan accordingly uh, as you get later in the week. But as of right now, we'll say I'll say Penn State is in danger. Then we go to three thirty uh, Eastern time. Number eight Oklahoma State is on the road. They are at Iowa State, uh, a team that I um, poor poorly I, I chose poorly um, thought was going to be a lot better than they have proven themselves to be this year, um, but. Again, Big 12 probably should take the over. Um, I'll say Oklahoma State is safe this week, but um, with the Big 12, I'd never be surprised to see an upset, especially when, yeah. it, especially when a team's on the road. I mean, listen, the, the, the weight be- borne by the country's best uh, mullet is, is heavy, um, so you never truly know. Uh, <laughs> but I too sign off that uh, Oklahoma State should be relatively. I'm a man. I'm forty. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it's such a great for those who know. It is such a great clip. Um, yes, the mullet and the soundbite as well. Uh, all right, let's go to the Pac-12, three thirty Eastern time on Saturday. It is the number ten Oregon Ducks at the UCLA Bruins. Um, Beginning of this year, UCLA looked like they were putting the country on notice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gone a little bit quiet over the last few weeks, um, but you know, <laughs> much like Iowa, Oregon. But they are who we thought they were. Um, can right. always Oregon. So I will. I will say just because it's on the road in the Rose Bowl, um, I'll say Oregon's on upset alert. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm inclined to agree because if anything is going to beat an Oregon offense, it is a stout group up front, and UCLA has proven that they can do that on occasion. Um, Whether they will do that in this game is to be questioned. Um, I know at one point earlier, I think we may have pointed this out as something that could shape the future of the Pac-12, and that's no different. But um, at the end of the day, um, I'm going to put Oregon – I might even just outright pick the Bruins to win this game. Um, But I haven't been watching quite enough Pac-12 football to be – that confident i'll be honest sure yeah and i don't i don't think you would necessarily be wrong <laughs> if you do that uh but once again similar to the big 12 if you're betting this game over is always a good choice when you're betting oh. when you're betting in the pack 12 uh then we go to seven o'clock eastern time tennessee uh still picking up the trash from neyland stadium's grass uh they travel to alabama number four alabama um yeah, no, uh, it's, a, it's a hard no on this one. Alabama is not on upset alert 
uh, from the uh, from Tennessee. I'll put it this way: as somebody who personally watched the handiwork of a defense, uh, how you say, kind of degrade over his coaching tenure and when Josh Heupel, uh, I'm not inclined to think that uh, Alabama is going to be stopped in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, if Tennessee is to compete in this game, it's going to need to be a situation where it's 85-92, and that is just not what Alabama allows to happen. I just told you to the exact degree that Tennessee <laughs> will volunteer for this beatdown. hey um, Yeah, and, and I believe Joe Milton is still Tennessee's quarterback. Nobody's getting into a shootout with Joe Milton as their quarterback. Um, I know my wife will appreciate that one as well. Uh, and then finally, we go 7.30 Eastern time. We go to the Big Ten. It is number five, Ohio State, at Indiana. Um, if this was last year, and with all the silliness that last year brought and empty buildings that um, made things even weirder, I would say, sure. Maybe. Why not? Um, this year, I, you know, I, I've seen a few Indiana games, and there is nothing they have done in any game that has told me that Ohio State is in any danger. I'm not necessarily 100% sold. You know, a lot of the talk around the Buckeyes the last few weeks has been how, you know, ever since they lost, Ohio State's been on a roll. And I'm like, okay, look at who they've played <laughs> since they lost to Oregon. Um but, you know, they, they, they've been getting the job done. They will continue to do that um, this Saturday in Indiana. No worries here. Yeah, no, I, I, don't blame that. I don't blame that take at all. Matter of fact, I will agree. If you think Indiana is going to win this game, I would ask, who's your drug dealer? <laughs> From the hip, son. Man, he is, he's got them all. He has got them all tonight. Wow so good um you got anything else in college football kyle before we shift gears i've been dropping these dimes for puns and you're gonna ask me for more well i mean i'm a sucker i'm a i'm a glutton for punishment <laughs> there you go um yeah no i'll, I'll be so the one tidbit i gotta mention is you know the schedules in a rough state where where utep and utsa was considered as a game day stop at one point for ESPN. That's Rough. what. Where I mean, are where are they this weekend? Do you even know? I I, I don't know. Um, I I have a feeling that my Twitter feed, uh, from my good friend Alex, who actually covers UCF, uh, talked trash, uh, uh on UTEP, uh, for the previous couple seasons, uh, in his student radio show, is now a big picks up guy because of it's it's listen if it. it, it I've been retweeting him. Check it out on my Twitter feed, the SOTG, about the saga between Alex and UTEP. It's entertaining, it's entertaining as hell, um, you know, just from a distance. But that being said, um, that's the only way I even heard of UTEP and UTSA at this point. Um, they are at uh, Oregon UCLA. <laughs> so that, that's probably the best choice. You think? This week. <laughs> For this week, yes. I will I will give them uh, I will give them that. There's there's I think they're going to be in like the the Midwest, like Northeast region here coming up quite a bit over the final uh, month or so of the season with some of these matchups coming up in the uh, in the Big Ten. But yeah, this the smart one for this week. I'll give them that. All right, let's shift gears now to the uh, National Football League, and and maybe the the bat signal will shine down in in uh, Florida, and EJ will 
stumble in at some point when we're talking about the National Football League. Um, but this past Sunday, when my Cowboys beat his Patriots, um, <laughs> it doesn't stop being funny. It doesn't. It really doesn't, and it never will with us. It really never will. Um, you know, th- this was a game, and and I yeah, I talked about it with the Michigan Nebraska game. This is this is a game that, um, for years, uh, the Dallas Cowboys would have lost. Um, when you just things don't start well. They don't go well through the middle. Uh, there's horrible free safety play near the end of the game when everything, when thing, the, the ship finally got righted, the very next play, uh, it went the complete opposite. So, um, you know, for years, I, I, have, I have seen that game, and, and so many times it does not end with a Cowboys victory. Um, Sunday in Foxborough was a different story. The Cowboys, despite their best efforts, found a way to win um, and and remain uh, having their only loss be at Tampa Bay to start the year. They go into the bye at 5-1, and one, uh, which to me feels a hell of a lot different than 4-2, and two, uh, especially the way the game played out. Um, so the, the the topic, and I would have – I do – you know, we joke about him not being here, but I, I, I do – I would have loved his – thoughts on this as well um but i'll start with you kyle does the does this win for the cowboys mean more than just this win for the cowboys first of all let me on air uh show my ability despite my huge ego to show humility um i connected on a very low blow with you on twitter making a joke about how you follow fake sports and really (laughs) I, i i believe the only way i could have insulted you worse was um, if I had talked trash on your wife, which I am not dumb enough to do um, because I'm pretty certain that, you know, I, just on the outside chance we meet and our wives <laughs> kibitz, that's trouble I don't need. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, listen, I would love golf up north if I can make it there at some point. But the punchline is this. Um, you know, I apologize wholeheartedly for, for, for cracking on you for liking wrestling. Um especially considering my wife has WWE in her portfolio in our retirement fund. Uh, so <laughs> very nice. Um, but the, uh, in light of that, I had promised you on Twitter to make a point to say something positive about the Cowboys. Now I will point out two things. A with the effort they produced this Sunday, I would have done that without making that promise. But B there's a lot of stupid people saying stupid stuff that are doing knee jerk stuff or used to, in one of our other contributors that's gonna have to kind of put a damper on it. So we'll start with a positive first here. How many times, including our favorite Patriots fan himself saying this <laughs> about a Tom Brady Patriots team, this is, this is champions find a way to win in games like this, right? Okay, with the, at the risk of a that's what she said joke, they had trouble moving it up the middle and still found a way to score, okay? <laughs> When you said that, I I, I've had I that don't I don't head. have a that's what she said on the board. I, that's very disappointing. That is incredibly disappointing. That is bow disappointing. your head in shame. Fuck. Fuck. Is, Damn I, it! Don't bow your head in shame. Fuck. You're break the mic. Awful. <laughs> I'll take I'll take the cavalcade of cursing as a substitute. That works. Um, but <laughs> but this was that game for the Cowboys, ironically placed over EJ's Patriots, where he has proclaimed the same thing, right? 
this is the kind of game where champions win when they don't play their best and they still find a way. Listen, I'm going to say it unironically, okay? Dakota Prescott should be in the conversation for MVP. And he should be in there ahead of Kyler Murray. That's right, bitches, I said it. Ahead of Kyler Murray. In fact, if it weren't for the existence of one Derrick Henry and uh, Lamar Demetrius Jackson, oh, there it is. I'd actually have my vote. Yeah, I know. I finally remembered it. I, I, did, it, <laughs> I did it earlier uh, on the uh, Earnestly Speaking podcast. Bing! Um, but yeah, even even Kyler Murray people who are hyping up, I even I remind them of Lamar Demetrius Jackson on Twitter. They're even like, oh, yeah, you got a point, bro. <laughs> so, you know, um, that's the only thing preventing me from 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 tearing down the walls to defend your boy Dakota Prescott. Um, and, and I think this was another game that showed it. Now, something else that's going to be incredibly interesting is this um, calf strain that I'm hearing yeah, about. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's horrible. I, I think he could play through it. Thank goodness, while his O line um, as the old gray mule aren't what they used to be, they're still pretty damn stout. Yeah. So uh, I'm not on complete alert and fear. I forget who the the Cowboys opponent is this weekend. I'm sure you can tell me. They're on a bye um, this week. Oh, okay. I, I'm pretty damn sure they won't lose that one. I would hope um, so. I would certainly. There hope. are years past with the clapping coach that I might have had questions. Um, <laughs> how's that working out for you new york how's that working out for oh, you oh. Hey, <laughs> the same way the same way dolphins were commenting about that with adam gase anyways Oof. so um too soon so um Never. yeah I, I listen now here's where i have to get real can we settle the f down with the super bowl talk for the love of christ in heaven thank you okay Thank you. Goodness gracious. The only thing dumber than this was people <laughs> trying to tell me the Titans were a Super Bowl contender going into the season because they got Julio Jones. Listen, pools, time management. Ridiculous. And, thank you, sir. Time management and defense are the two things you need to win a Super Bowl. And the Titans and the Cowboys are not top notch at both. Well, they're certainly <laughs> not in the time management department because. I don't know what the hell Mike McCarthy's doing in, in, in th some of those things. I mean, he like he'll let the clock drain from a minute to eight seconds and then call the timeout and <laughs> things like. So I, I have no clue what's going on there. And and I mean, um, you know, the 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 decision like in the first half when he when he went for it on uh, fourth and almost two from his own like thirty four, um, and that didn't work out. You gave New England a short field, and like I get it, you know, like. Like he's he's a gambler. That's what I've heard for for the last two years. He's a gambler. So that's I guess what you're gonna get. But I'm like, you know, even I know a lot of gamblers, and some of them aren't won't just do ridiculously stupid things at times. And then that's exactly what a choice like that was. And um, some of them are Brett Favre. Moving on. Correct. Um, but yeah, it's it's there there's been times already even this season where I've gone okay I can kind of get where where Packers fans got tired of this dude um but in the same time this is a this is a guy and a staff especially this year that that has the Cowboys winning games that they wouldn't have won two three four years ago so you got to kind of take the good with the bad I guess um yeah defensively well, 
you're being a little, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think you're being a little cruel to, cruel to Dakota Prescott. This guy has won plenty of games for them already that they wouldn't have. Oh, certainly, won. certainly. It's called Tony Romo having his career end, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, and, and it, this isn't a, this is definitely not a, a criticism on Dak. I mean, I, I have, oh, no, I have, right. I have his name back here, his name in the, in the episode title. I mean, I'm, I'm all in on QB one. I mean, the guy is without a doubt, uh, to me, the comeback player of the year for this year. Um, that's more people taking, that's more me taking a shot at people that implied he earned the money less than, um, Zeke. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's it, every, every week, um, you know, Dak continues to prove that he is and should have been QB one, uh, for, for this team. And there should have never been a doubt. There should have never been a question. There should have never been any hesitation on, on whether or not they should have signed, um, Prescott. Uh, but it's, it's defensively, this team let, let them down. Special teams let them down. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, at times on Sunday, defense and special teams did, let them down but again they, they when when it when it came down to it they found a way to win um but yeah I'm, I'm glad you said it Kyle because when, when so many people are you know Romo's doing it on the broadcast on Sunday Nance is doing it you know I got sports talk hosts out here doing it you know over the last couple of days talking about you know this is a team they look different you know that they're finally gonna break the, like like calm down like, don't get me wrong. I would love nothing more than my Dallas Cowboys to be playing on a Sunday in February and to finally win a Super Bowl um, that I ha that they win after after I hit puberty. Like, I would right. certainly love that. I could finally appreciate a, a Cowboys Super Bowl win. And I'm not saying that it can't happen, but I, I what I'm not willing to do at, at this point sitting here after week six of this season is put the Cowboys in the, in that game um, on a Sunday in February, because yes, they are five and one, but the, the road gets a lot harder, a lot, not that, not the rest of their schedule. You look over the rest of their schedule. There's not a ton of bumps there. I know they have the chiefs and I'm not sure who, else, but like the rest of your, your, your division schedule is not hard. Um, you know, I think they're playing the AFC East, so there's not a lot of challenge there. Um, <laughs> so, like, the schedule doesn't get hard in that aspect, but at some point you're going to get into the playoffs. Um, now, the advantage to being what the Cowboys are right now, if they can continue to be that way, and um, playing a weaker schedule, is you may end up with home field advantage. And that's a great thing because the more this team continues to go out and do what they've been doing, I think the more that Cowboys fan base is going to not sell those tickets um, and end up with like an all red stadium when the Niners pull into town or, or anything like that. So uh, don't worry about the Niners. No, but I mean, there was a, there was a game a few years ago where the Niners came into town and it, and it looked like a home game for the 49ers because like, the, like, you know, People want to come and see that stadium so Cowboys fans can make an easy profit. I don't right. think they're going to do that if you get into the postseason. So um, I I'm confident about the playoffs, but but yeah, let let's get that Super Bowl talk way out of the way. Yeah, no, and and, and let me make the uh, the following closing points here for your uh, Cowboys. Two things worth mentioning here: a, um, beating the Cardinals, beating the Bucks. That's the 
you know, those are obviously the elephants in the room, right? The good news about the Cardinals is to expect Kyler Murray to be 100% healthy playing in that division that late in the season, that's a tall order. Sure. Um, so, and, and his ability to move does complete the stew of greatness that is that offense. And that defense is still pretty amazing, too. And, yes, I still believe that Kyler Murray is not MVP because look at that damn receiver core. I saw it in person. It's something amazing. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's – quarterbacks everywhere dream of of half of that receiving core listen i'll leave it to you like this in person i saw shaquille griffin ucf product in jacksonville captain defensive captain hold deandre hopkins to three catches for 21 yards and they still lost as significantly (laughs) as they did okay boom um but the other thing too that i will say in defense of the dallas cowboys uh, especially for dakota prescott listen first of all if he does get to the super bowl I will adopt. I am decreeing it here. He has not got the three name tribute. I know you're giving it to him. You kind of have to. It's fine. That's that's my. You know, to quote the sometimes great, other times not Terrell Owens. That's my quarterback. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even poop on that right now. But um, uh, God, I don't believe you did that. <laughs> That's some underhanded bullshit. That's worse than any any Notre Dame versus UCF time that you've ever made, sir. I know um, what I'm doing, sir. I'm good at this. God, I think that's the first true victory you have over me, and it's on your show. It's like, I, you know, but um, God, sing, uh, g- give yourself a bell, Jim. I got um, it. <laughs> but um, I will adopt the three name treatment if the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl this year because he's going to have to play in a fashion that is worthy of him earning of me. Uh, making it rain there. on the ah, I go. see what you did there. I um, see what you did. Like, but, and the last thing, think back, if you would, good sir, to Dakota Prescott's first playoff appearance. He had a win. He did his job. And Aaron, Aaron Charlay Rodgers took it away from him. I felt devastated for him. Yeah. But what did he do on Sunday? Some rookie did his damn job. And he willed Mac Jones to failure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say it uh, if and when EJ jumps in here because I don't want to overinflate his New England ego. But for a lot of for a lot of people um, that didn't like like the reign of terror in in New England, um, don't look now. But Mac Jones looks pretty fucking good. Um, you know, Did that, you mean that to say reign of terror right there. Well, that I, you know, I think that was actually a happy accident. Um, but the rest of the way, this is what the rest of the Cowboys schedule is. And that's what, this is what I mean by like the, the, the road doesn't necessarily get really hard, especially given the division they're in. I mean, they're up what three games on, on the, the next closest team. And that's why I said when we, we were talking about this in the preseason, like even if even if the Eagles begin to develop or or if, if Washington can kind of recapture some of last year's magic, as long as Dak Prescott – yeah, definitely not. But as long as Dak <laughs> Prescott is healthy, this team is going to win the East. I don't know what else they're going to do, but they are going to win the East. And they're running away with it. But the rest of the way, Dallas, they're all, like I said, they're off this week at Minnesota. Then they host Denver and Atlanta at Kansas City, host – the Raiders, uh, at the Saints, Washington, and the Giants. And then they are home versus Washington and Arizona, 
and then they go to Philly at the end of the year. Um, that uh, that game against the uh, against the Eagles, I-, I would imagine that there is going to be no reason for Dak and company um, to to be playing at that point because it 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 really unless it's it's a matter of the rest of the NFC playing out there's going to be no reason to put those guys at risk on a Sunday afternoon in Philadelphia I could even argue that Jalen Hurts might be the best quarterback remaining on the schedule based on the names you read off okay yeah I can see that oh I'm sending EJ the link apparently he's having uh he's having More- some more technical issues more technical issues uh great he's gonna come in here just like i mean he's not hanging out with a stepdad he's on some sting with the nsa and we're gonna see it when he pops in um (laughs) anyways so uh, he's i hope he watches this first part and just sees all the trash let loose it's great oh i he better if he doesn't i'm gonna be really disappointed plenty of hot takes at his expense (laughs) um perfect absolutely perfect um but yeah you know it's it's uh, like this, this like I said it on Sunday. Like that, that, this is a game that was a game that the Cowboys lose a lot, and they 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 found a way to win. I think it it's a morale boost. Like I said, going into a going into a bye week, but but I I'm not ready to I'm not ready to say it's a it's a game changer. It's a world changer yet. Those sort of things have to continue to play out. I do know the Cowboys need to not buy into their hype. Because I feel like I saw some of that happening on Sunday, and that was part of the reason why, um, part of the reason why they, uh, you know, they, they, they did what they did. What's so funny? We said you were going to be in the NSA safe house, and and certainly you are. Now you're wearing a helmet. <laughs> Now you're wearing a helmet. I can't beat that. <laughs> I, listen, I don't know if I'm a good influencer or what, EJ, but 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 Big Jim has been on fire tonight. You've missed so much of it. <laughs> just, he just rate. bobs his head. So, EJ, we, we were talking about, and, and before we, we move on to the next thing. Um, prepared. It's about your Patriots. Yes, we were talking about my Cowboys beating your Patriots. Um, but, but the question was, and, and we'll get your thoughts on it. And he dropped out. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, if, if, if you're, if you're the kid in class that can't handle getting late, getting in late, that's a you problem. <laughs> I love that he just looked at us and just shook his head and then just quietly just, you know what? I think I'm in the wrong place. I think... <laughs> You remember vines when those were a thing? Yes. And, and as as the one who who is less prone to curse on this show, I have to uh, evoke this nonetheless. There was a vine that was just simply fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> He's just, you know, he he walked in and was like, it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. And then just and just you know what? I'm good as gone, man. I am good as gone. I'm sure I got a message from him here in a second. I'm coming back. Um. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. If he jumps back in, we can we can circle back to the point. Um, but last week, um, y- you know, we 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 talked about John Gruden. Um, you know, on, on on other shows, I, I I'm sure you 
ad nauseum have talked about it, wrote about it, covered it. Um, the Urban Meyer situation. We're, we're not going to talk about either of those, really. But two teams that absolutely needed to right their ships. And there was one team that played in London. There was one team um, that uh, that played in Denver. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the... Las Vegas Raiders found ways to win in different fashions, but the the question is, which one of these teams do you think, with all of the noise around them, which win, quote-unquote, meant more? Was it the Raiders win in Denver, or was it the Jaguars win in London? Um, I'm going to say, and, and my problem here is obviously a bias. Um, you know, I've I've been playing it, paying attention closely to the Jag, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and all of that. Um, but I believe the Raiders win is more important. Um, this actually has playoff implication. And as somebody who has written on the three point conversion dot com, that's the number three, not the letter three. Um, I have constantly been forced and compelled to draw the comparison uh, between uh, Trevor Lawrence to Sheriff Peyton Manning. Um, no, I did not learn his middle name. I opted to just call him Sheriff. Um, <laughs> but I do so as uh, a pair of guys who were both the first round overall picks and were asked to save the world with, let's say, limited foundation at best, right? Um, at this point, statistically, Trevor Lawrence passing is at least commensurate, if not slightly better than the sheriff and oh by the way he has a bleeping run game to add to it as well right um so i say all that to say the jaguars win is far less um how you say important although they did find themselves a kicker in ucf product uh matt Wright. Um, certainly one could say that he was uh, a grandson of one of the performers of New Club New Kids on the Block because he had the right stuff. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Only your ass would fucking do that. Only your ass would throw a oh, They're actually talking now. That's nice. I didn't I love want to it. Know sting. <laughs> Anyways. Um... By the way, do you see my name? No, I don't have the. Uh... He doesn't oh. do the nameplates. You don't see the um... nameplates? Oh, shit. That's cool. Well, here, no. What is it? FBI agent or something? Is it, is it, is it Ernest. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it definitely is bigger for the Raiders for two reasons. A, playoff implications. They're still very much in it. And B, um, is there a most underrated in the damn league award? Um, because Derek Carr should be considered. Okay. <laughs> How do you quarterback that to victory, gentlemen? I don't know exactly, but he did. Yeah, certainly. He was in the discussion for a couple weeks there. Mm. Yeah, certainly was. EJ, well, let's let's pause on this topic. I, I want to go back to the the prior topic because, um, you know, it, it's like I said you, you, with with college football, you're you're usually smart enough to agree with us. And the NFL is usually where you get things wrong, <laughs> but. Uh, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys, and 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 my question. Oh God, really? <laughs> my question was: um, Did the Cowboys, what did they come from behind win against your Patriots mean 
more than just a cover behind win? Um, or or is this is this a team that, that is built differently this year? No, let me just say I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. Um, I, know, I Look, I, I get it. It's fun to make fun of the Cowboys. We get it. It's fun to show Big Jim's team. It is. <laughs> I'll say it again. And, and they're still always and, Notre Dame. Yes. Right. And, and, but, but his thing. Yeah, but he can't because he's a Florida yeah. State fan. It's, it's complicated. Quiet. <laughs> the sample <laughs> is growing, though. The sample is growing. This is a different team. Look, look, we'll see in November, December if this continues to be true. But we can only talk about what we know in the moment. Six games in. This is a different team. A game like Sunday's, and I think I texted you guys this on, on in our group text um, during the game. In the last ten years, they lose that game. They find a way to lose that game from the from the depths of hell. They find a way. You know, oh, win this game? No, we'll find a way to lose this game. Jimmy knows too well. Oh, I, I'm I am I am very keenly aware to the fact that that's a game the Cowboys usually. You're lose. seeing them win games that they should normally lose, and they just find a way to win it. And that's to me is the mark of a team that's ascending to, you know, good things. Now, if, if are, are we saying, are they in the ilk of the Bucks and the Rams? And that remains to be seen. I would still lean no for the time being. But again, you have a lot of football to be played. A lot of football to be played. And I'll say it again. And, and, and you know, me and Kyle agree on this, especially. We discussed it on today's uh, podcast. Ping. Ed Prescott is an MVP candidate right now. He's in the top three. Okay. That Prescott's earning every fucking dollar he that he signed for. So all this talk about he's being overpaid, uh, yeah, I think those people shut up already pretty quick because the, the Cowboys right now are, are right now they are a team to be reckoned with right now. And if their defense, if, if their defense is even average, even average, they, they're a threat to the top of the NFC. Yeah, they they obviously need to continue to develop a little bit. I think I think they. Um... Now, if you excuse me, man, go throw up real quick. <laughs> I know this I, is this is very difficult for him to deal with this Patriots loss. I don't know why. No, uh, seriously, I'm, as a Giant yeah. fan, you know, listen, I remember, you know, as a Giant fan, and I I remember, you know, getting the football, you know, in 1990, and then for the fucking next like six years, all I thought was fucking Cowboys mania and Dallas and Emmett, the, the big three of the Emmett Aikman Irvin thing. Or, you know, and I'm not saying we're there right now, obviously, but geez, Man, I was way was, too young to enjoy that. They were, yeah, ten, but, I was 10 the last yeah, time they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> this is the first Cowboys team I, I, could, I could really say in a very long time that this is, this is a grown up team. This is a man's team. This is a team that really fucking ain't fucking around. Yeah. And like we, I, we did touch briefly. I know, Kyle, you said mentioned the, the, the calf injury to Dak, and um doesn't look super serious, obviously, with a bye <laughs> week. It, it's, it, it definitely happened at the quote unquote right time. Um, and, but also, I mean, you're 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 watching, you know, El- Zeke Elliott. I, I hope the I hope the sports media continues to uh, tell Zeke Elliott that he can't run the ball anymore because he he seems a bit possessed this year. And then uh, you have the one two punch with Tony Pollard. Uh, and that's, that's it. The one two punch is helping him too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's taking the pressure off. Of, it's taking the pressure off of Dak. It's taking some of that pressure off of Zeke. Um, and it's you know it's obviously making the uh, making the offense better, but. Um, Certainly, it, it it'll play out, and and we we did touch on that. We're not quite ready to put them in that in that Super Bowl conversation. I think people who are need to. They're, they're climbing. They, they they're are. Climbing. They're they're definitely ascending, and and you know as as long as they continue to play the game the way they have been, I, I think they have potential to make noise in the playoffs, especially if they can earn uh, home field. Now um, the tool on the show says, I, "I pray to God this doesn't happen." <laughs> you know, obviously, I, I no offense, Big Jim, I, I want to see you suffer again. No, like. <laughs> 
I I don't you know I I've been I've been able to be mildly insufferable about the the Notre Dame when when they get to the playoff and then I quickly get humbled, um and then I, I you know for for one for one glorious uh, summertime I was able to be really insufferable about the Washington Capitals when when they were Stanley Cup champions I have no idea what a uh, what a grown up big gym looks like if the Dallas Cowboys actually find a way. Uh, to win the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, so if you if you don't like me and and my insufferable, <laughs> if you don't like me being insufferable, if that happens, you probably want to mute me. For I about can six tell months. you how a earnest EJ Christian reaction. And granted, this has been a long time since it happened. Twenty six years since you guys won a Super Bowl. Uh, Twenty five years, excuse me. But I can tell you my reaction when they win, when they win a Super Bowl. It's <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be, he's gonna be big mad. All right, let's go back. Let's go back to this topic, and then, of course, we'll get to our uh, big four games of the weekend. Uh, oh, okay. uh, a, big, a big two, maybe, and then two other ones. But uh, my, my my question to Kyle, and, and he already worked his way through it, EJ, I'll, I'll put it back to you. Um, two teams that, with, with a lot of noise around their franchises, found ways to win uh, this past Sunday. Which win meant more, quote-unquote, to their team? Uh, was it the Jaguars or was it the Raiders? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, I thought it was pretty easy, but that, you know, this is, I, this, I'm, this is what makes great shows. I'm going to say the Raiders, honestly, because given the circumstances, and don't forget, this team was three zero at the gate. Yup, just three weeks. Obviously, not a lot of football, not, not a big sample, but you're feeling good about yourselves, and then you you fall to three and two, well, three and one. Then the Gruden thing happens over the weekend. They lose that game that you know, that same weekend. The group thing falls apart, and you're wondering, okay, well, this is it. Is this going to be like the team just just lost now? And, and they found a way not just to win, you know, on a, on a short week with all the controversy, but also against a one of the bitter rivals, Denver. Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck how bad Denver is. That 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 is a ask any Raider fan. That is a brutal rivalry, brutal mm-hmm. Broncos Raiders. That's that's one of the more underrated ones in the league. Um, so when you consider those circumstances and whatnot, and expectations of this team wanting to go to the playoffs. You know, that's a huge win. That's a humongous win for the Raiders. So, yeah, I mean, easy has to be the Jaguars because, you know, obviously 20-game losing streak and all that. And da, 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 da. you know, th- 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 at some point that was going to end. This is a team that was on the send at one point <laughs> three weeks ago. And they found a way to stop the bleeding in, this, in two ways. Two-game losing streak and the Gruden thing. Yeah, I mean, I think this was a big win for Trevor Lawrence. I I'm think sorry. this was a big win Absolutely. for Urban Meyer. Um, but the, the Jaguars getting their first win of the season, um, I, I don't think was necessarily huge. Now, yes, there, there was, there's been a lot of noise around that franchise, but to me, yeah, this one, this one's pretty easy. This one was a win that the Raiders desperately needed. And I mean, in, in a division now, yeah, the Broncos, uh, a, a inflated three and two coming in. Uh, because they had a very weak schedule up to that point, but they are a division rival who is three and two. Um, that's a big win. I, I in, 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 there is no, there is no changing it. it. You know, that's a big win without the Gruden stuff. Yeah, but and that I is a forget, in the, in the actual what is now with Russell Wilson hurt the de facto best division in the NFL. Okay, at any minute, minute now, when Patrick Mahomes 
uh, resurgence like EJ and I, pretty confident he'll do. And who? Everyone's forgetting the goddamn Chargers lately. What happened? They even beat the hell or, or got, granted, they got handled um, by Baltimore. But hey, some of us picked Baltimore to win the Super Bowl. <clears throat> but suddenly forgetting about Justin Herbert and company is absolutely asinine. I hope EJ has the Chargers in his top 10. And I already know he has the Cowboys too high because of this, even despite being a Patriots fan. Fourth overall? <laughs> but, um, did you read my uh, stuff already? Did you read it? I, I did. Um, okay. I, I, I didn't remember seeing I, – I couldn't get past four because you put you put the Cowboys too damn high. <laughs> Much like the rent, if I had a long gray beard and you were talking about the rent, I would say, it's too damn high. Okay? <laughs> I missed that guy, by the way. Uh, too damn high party. The rent is too damn high. Too damn high. Um, I'm going to play of the week, buddy. Um – but yeah, this easily, easily the Raiders. Yeah, I mean the the Chiefs woke up in the fourth quarter on Sunday, um, and okay. and by all by all they, they were never going to stay down for for long. They, I don't think there was there was ever any any question or debate about that. Um, they moved up my rankings always week uh, one spot. They, they, if if I made power rankings, they would have moved up in mine into the, into the top into the top ten. They would have. They would have made it into my top ten this week. Maybe <laughs> he went. He, he went from arguing that they're not number ten to arguing that they're not number ten. <laughs> hey, where's, uh, where, where, by the way, where's Matt tonight? Did Matt go searching for Ben Simmons to beat his ass? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah. No. Wow. Damn. Whew. That is hard. Seriously. Oh my god, hey, dude. That is that stuff is off the rails, man. Like, I. I... Like I mean, I haven't been able to. I haven't wasn't able to check in on a lot of it today. Today was a busy day, but uh, you know, I saw he was suspended. I was shocked that he yeah. he was even reporting to Philly. Like that 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 story has has. I actually have mine to call him for emergency podcast on that. Honestly, I he might do it. You know, let it you know uh, hit him up. But um, yeah, this this one easily the Raiders. They they needed they needed this win. You know, in in that division, um, especially. But yeah, there there is playoff implications, which is always. Always more important than a team getting their uh, very first win yeah, uh, of the season. So, absolutely. Um, let's move forward to uh, week seven in the National Football League. Um, we have six teams on a bye this week. It is the Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Chargers, and Jaguars all on a bye this week. Another guarantee we got Jim will not fucking freak out at all. What's that? Oh, because the Cowboys aren't playing. Oh, yeah. Dude. There you go. I gonna freak out for the thing. Easy sailing this week, my friend. Easy sailing. All right. Um, we go to uh, Thursday night, just two nights from now. The three and three Denver Broncos at the three and three three and three Cleveland Browns, who are a three and a half point home favorite. Forty three is your over under uh, on this one. Eight twenty on. Uh, Fox and the NFL Network. Um, the Browns are coming in banged up, man. Um, running backs banged up. Beckham's banged up. Uh, Baker Mayfield's banged up. But I, I think they can still win this game. Uh, I probably wouldn't bet it at all. Just uh, just in general, I don't think if I was a betting person, I don't think I would touch a lot of Thursday games just because they're Thursday games. Um, it feels like a game that the Broncos should win. But much like a lot of weeks, their fans will chant, Oh, the Denver Broncos. Give me the 
Cleveland Browns to win and cover at home, but I will take a pitiful, pitiful under the 43. Kyle. Very good. If I was to bet anything as a degenerate, which I am not, I would definitely have bet the under on this game. Um, Listen, at the end of the day, say what you will about the Browns. Um, If he was playing, I would say they would be ready for Teddy. Um, And regardless of whatever toward Labrams and whatever excuses Baker himself wants to give at the end of the day, I really do feel like the Browns will handle the business necessarily just on on the strength of superior firepower. Um, You know, at, at the end of the day, the injury bug sucks for all involved, but I still think the Browns overcome. And if they don't, oh, look out! Look out for the Cleveland fans. <laughs> I'm going to see some burning jerseys. <laughs> yeah, certainly. It, it it could feel like an all too familiar scene in uh, in Northern Ohio. EJ, you said three and a half, right? Three and a half. Right. Yeah. Um. I guess you know if, if when in doubt, look at the uh, the optics. Look at the okay, who's at home, short week, that kind of thing. Browns didn't travel because they played home this week as well, too. Um, so Denver was falling apart by the seams. Uh, the opposite, even with Cleveland being hurt, I still think the Browns find a way to win this game. They have a better roster, so they'll cover the spread. But I also like the under as well, too. I think it'll be like a 20, 20 to 14 game, something like that. Something that, that, that uh, Ooh, just, just, a, just a touchdown and a field goal away from a bad beat. Yeah, <laughs> close enough. It will touch it, touchy, but, you know, not, not close enough. Close enough to make degenerates nervous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we go to Sunday at uh, one o'clock on CBS. It is the four and two Cincinnati Bengals and that bust Jamar Chase. <laughs> uh, the four and two Cincinnati Bengals. Person called that said that. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, yikes. Track record guy. De- definitely doesn't age well. Uh, at the five and one Baltimore Ravens, who are a six and a half point home favorite, forty seven and a half uh, is your over under on this one. Um, man, like I get like we we saw some signs last year with with Burrow that like the Bengals were on like an upward trajectory, but but if I would have told you that in the second to last weekend of the month of October that a battle for first place was ensuing between the Bengals and the Ravens. I think people probably maybe wouldn't have believed it, um, but the, the, the Bengals are, are looking pretty good there. Uh, I know EJ probably has this stat on the ready, a couple field goals away from potentially being a, a five and one or six and O team. But uh, man, I just, especially seeing what they did to the chargers this week, <laughs> I can't I can't get I can't even give the the Bengals a cover in this one. I think Baltimore wins this. I think they cover the six and a half. Um I'll go I'll go a I'll go a slide over. I think both offenses are gonna are gonna score. Um I don't think it's gonna be a huge, huge over, but I'll go a slide over the forty seven and a half. EJ, I'll go to you first. Well, as a as a gambler and <laughs> a generate in this podcast, <laughs> um <laughs> This is definitely a stay away game in terms of gambling. I wouldn't bet this game at all. Okay. But for the sake of what we're doing here, um, you know, like the, the thing is what, what, what Jim said, like about the you know, Ravens and what they did this against the Chargers and whatnot. The problem is you, you can also see a letdown too, in, in a sense as well. This, this, is, this is a divisional game number one, you know, and Cincinnati, they, you know, I've been, I've been watching them all year. And they, they look like a, like a team that's grown up. For, <laughs> this, this, this offense is really good. Um, and, I think I mentioned this to, to Kyle on the, on the show today. day. Um, you know, and Justin Herbert deserves all the credit he's getting. He's a top, definitely probably a top five guy in the league. But Joe Burrow all of a sudden became underrated. Same draft class. Remember that. 
and uh, he just he's just doing his job and doing it well. Um, I would take I'm gonna take Cincinnati in the points here, honestly. Okay. Um, I think Baltimore wins the game. Just for record, they win the game. But I'll take Cincinnati in the points. And what's the over under on this one again? I have it at forty seven and a half. Oh boy, that's that's perfect actually. I'll say that's a good number, isn't it? <laughs> like it's just like a, you know what? I'll go over. I'll go over on this like one. I, I like those games. I remember there was a few times last year uh, doing the doing the show with my brother where we were like, "Oh man, that's a real good number." Like you like, just you, you look like, at it, and you go, it, man. You're like, man, that's uh, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And they fucking nailed it. <laughs> Kyle, how about you? Keep your damn points. Are you kidding me? You think a touchdown is enough? <laughs> I'm just chilling with the stepdad. No, <laughs> are you high? Uh, gosh, man, listen, I, 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 you're going to tell me that it's a possible letdown, and in the very next sentence, you say it's a divisional game in the AFC North. That is not how it works. This is the AFC East. This is the AFC North. Understandable, okay? but Paul, we've seen also the Ravens this year, you know, throughout the year, you know, have some letdown games to themselves. They win them. Detroit, for example, Detroit. Remember, Detroit? It, it, that's the NFC North, not the AFC North. I'm just saying that. The, I thought the you might have got mixed up. I'm just asking. <laughs> right, but yeah. no. Uh, uh, if if there's a letdown, it would be a physical one. Someone would have to be hurt. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, <laughs> Cincinnati's not coached by Dan the Man Campbell either. Um, <laughs> I'm not, man, I'm not man, talking- man Campbell, get it right, Man Campbell. I, I well no I don't want to steal from Dan. I'm a man I'm forty. Oh he's older than forty, but he's still Thanks, Mike Yes, no the best damn mullet in college football. Um, and he gets down too. No, but I, I can't share your 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 faith in the Bengals even as somebody who was a Joe Burrow guy much like me. He's the um, only uh, quarterback I uh, didn't put in the top ten that's in that similar class, but simply because Kyler Murray and um, um, uh, Justin Herbert are doing what they're doing. Okay. Um, also, the the Ravens have more dimensions to their game than just Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Mixon's great and everything, but listen, Lamar Demetrius Jackson, the he league got it again. Yeah, no, that's the second time tonight. I had to show. I'm proud of you, kid. I'm proud, and thank you for bringing it to me. So it actually stuck. Um. <laughs> No, so, but yeah, at the end of the day, Lamar Demetrius Jackson, ladies and gentlemen, shall we move on? You're a goddamn genius. <laughs> I told you I was going to wait for it until EJ got here, just so he can he can be reminded. Uh, all right, let's go Sunday, one o'clock on CBS. The three and three Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs are a four and a half point road favorite at the four and two Tennessee Titans. I I can't believe they won that game last night but neither can they <laughs> here we are nonetheless um 56 is your over under um on this one look i i don't i don't know i i just i just don't know i don't know how they did it last night um I, you know i i've i've said it the the, the titans are a sham of, of a four and two team uh they're a benefit of being in a, in a horrible division um, you know, the chiefs, they, they it didn't look great for two and a half plus quarters on, on Sunday, even still in, in Washington. Um, but somewhere along the line, they look like they started to figure it out. Um, and you know, I, I don't know if it's, they, they 
for a long time were were kind of playing with the swagger of a team that is 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 on top and they know they're on top and now they're being humbled a little bit and they remember what it's like. I don't know. I don't know what exactly snapped in their head. Um, but that fourth quarter on Sunday, the Chiefs looked like the Chiefs we expected them to be. Uh, I expect that to continue this week. Give me the Chiefs plus. Um, I'll take I'll take the over. Just to, uh, the Chiefs are going to score points, and the Chiefs' biggest problem is their defense and or the lack thereof. So uh, Derrick Henry will probably find ways to score touchdowns because that's just what he does. Um, so I'll take the over fifty six, Kyle. Listen, I love you mentioning Derrick Henry. He's one of my top three MVP candidates. This is not the game where you worry about him. That's right, I said it. Oh, no, don't worry. The Chiefs defense is going to as the 31st ranked in basically everything. But at the end of the day, who I expect to eat is Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, of course, will theoretically be recovered from the food poisoning he alleges he gets his, uh, from eating at Chipotle. Um, but... Um, I think the passing game is too big a factor. And keep in mind, when the Titans have Julio Jones in the game, they can actually land big plays of 40 yards or above in the air. I'm not saying Derrick Henry won't get his touches. He damn sure will. They got to do something to try to keep Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second off the field. But Ryan Tannehill can bomb the damn ball. People keep forgetting when he's protected, the ball's projected. I just came with that right then. You like that? I like that. You play to win the game. Well, of course. And at the end of the day, <laughs> listen. The only thing I can tell you for a fact with this game is take the damn over, and if you're left to a shootout like it looks like is going to form up here, it's Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey versus Ryan Tannehill and a pair of great receivers. I am going to take the half-billion-dollar half quarterback every time in that pairing. Easy. Easy. EJ. The play is easy here. The play is to take the over first off. They're going to smash the over. Put it at 60, they're going to get the over. So, yeah. I mean, I'm dead serious. I mean, the 30s. Um, the problem is, the, the question is going to be which Tennessee team shows up. Because this is the problem. Tennessee now gets some goodwill because they beat Buffalo, albeit Buffalo had a chance to win that game. Let's put it that way. I mean, a lot of mistakes there. Oh, EJ, we, we lost you there for a second. Oh, I know. I'll just... <laughs> Hold on. He's, 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 trying to, he's trying to send in the, 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 the team to, to raid the building. That is a disgusting act. <laughs> you know, there we go. I hate, I hate me and my situation. Sorry about that. Anyway, okay. which what Tennessee team shows up? Who knows? So I'll go with the try and true here. Um, over, obviously, slammed you over. That's that. That's the bet here. Uh, what, Take what, it was over. It, was it KC the favorite again? I'm sorry. I uh, yeah, KC at four and a half. In KC. Yeah. It's in Tennessee. Wow. Oh, excuse me. Oh, that stop it. No, I, I said because don't you do it. This is the same. No, because last week God. Buffalo was a five and a half point dog at home as well, too, against Buffalo. I guess. Oh, well, Tennessee was a dog against Buffalo. So the same situation here. Fuck it. Give me give me my homes and company. Let's go. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. The, I the, thought the, the, the move is the over here. You bet right. the over. God dang it, Bobby. Um all right. <laughs> and our final uh, our final game for the week is the two and four Indianapolis Colts. They are on the road at two and three San Francisco, who are a three and a half point home favorite. Uh, Forty five is your over under on this one Sunday at eight twenty uh, on NBC. This is what I mean by 
I had a hard time scraping together four games <laughs> for this week. Um, and the only reason I, I, I put this where I did is because, um, you know, if, if the if the Colts can find a way to win this game, they will only be one game out of first and what is a just abysmal division. Um, everybody wanted to keep talking about the NFC East being terrible, and I'm not denying that the NFC East is a bad division, but but people keep sleeping on the AFC South, uh, which is which is my point. Um, I I don't know I don't know what condition the 49ers are in. Kyle, you probably have a better answer, uh, or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't a better answer on that. Um, for me, I, I'm I'm gonna play momentum here. Um, you know, right now Carson Wentz and 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 that Colts offense with Jonathan Taylor just being an absolute monster in the backfield. Um, for the time being, the wide receiver weapons for the Colts are healthy. Um, T. Y. Hilton is back, so like I said, for at least one week and a half, he, he's healthy. So roll with it while you can. Um, I'm going to take the Colts here to cover and, and to win this game. I, I don't know if a two and four beating a two and three can be considered an upset, but do with that what you will. Um, I, I will go the over two. I, I mean, I think the Colts are going to be able to score points that the 49ers are going to have to try at least, um, if they're going to keep up with them. So I'll, I'll take an over on this one. Uh, but I like the Colts, uh, on this Sunday night. Uh, Kyle, we'll go to you. I can't blame you for thinking any of that. Um, there, there's so many unknowns here, and um, you know, I might be accused of homerism here, but there are a couple things I feel like that are left out. A, I don't give a damn what you say about the 49ers. At the end of the day, their defensive front is still goddamn stout. Okay, and you're putting an injury quarterback, injury-prone quarterback, in front of that, and praying Jonathan Taylor can either block or carry the weight in its stead. That's tough. The only thing that's tougher. Darius Leonard and company versus a rookie quarterback. There are a pair of no-win scenarios on the field here, Big Jim, okay? <laughs> Let's be clear, okay? This game, I'm titling it right now, Kobayashi Maru. Do not bet it, except the under, okay? Um, that being said, jeez. Uh, um, the only thing I think uh, that really goes in favor of the 49ers would be coaching here, right? If, if there's anything that's going to be creative, um, I could definitely uh, put a Shanahan on it to turn somebody somebody who can run into the sky and do something sneaky and make a few things happen. Um, that being said, um, uh, I'm picking the 49ers on instinct, and I have no real confidence in it to speak of. Uh, you know, um, I'm pretty confident to bet the under. That's about all I can give you. Um, but I wouldn't even, again, do not bet this game, anything I'm saying. I'm just here to be enabler for your nasty habit if you are a degenerate. The price is wrong. Oh, it reloaded the soundboard at the absolute worst time. It really did. The price is wrong, bitch. Thank you. You sounded like network television for a minute. Right, I was like, what, did I just get the censor button dropped on me? Um... EJ, go ahead. You talk about scraping games. This is actually a sneaky, huge game. I'm dead serious. Because no, think you're about right. This. No, because think about this second. We're starting to see teams come to earth now mm-hmm. in terms of the wild card situation in both conferences. So even though this is an interconference game, this kind of has like a lose leaves town feel to it. The winner of this game is going to be in a better position now to actually revive a wild card position 
if you're the Colts especially, because the Titans are the Titans. <laughs> now, granted, they did beat Buffalo, so they did their job this week. But had they lost that game, now you're in a situation where the Colts were uh, on, on the verge of tying the Titans if they lose to the KC. You know, maybe but it's not going to happen right now. Point is, both these teams are in situations now where if they win this game, this could propel them to get in the wild card. Because, again, like we discussed last week with, in the NFC with Russell Wilson being out, that opens the door for another two and three, three and three team didn't sneak in there. The AFC and the Browns come to earth a little bit. A couple teams come to earth in the AFC. So this is a this is actually a bigger game than people give credit for. This is a, this is a huge game. So that being said, I don't know who – I can't figure out the Niners. I just can't pin around. I know they're a solid team. Kyle says correct. The, the line is stout as fuck. But I just don't know everything about everything else. The quarterbacks. Who's starting? Is, is, is Garoppolo this week or is it going to be uh... – I, I really do think Trey Lance is still going to start. Um, it, I, I don't <laughs> think um, uh, Garoppolo would be in the right health status at this point, but I don't really know either. So. And what I've seen from Indy the last three weeks, granted, wins against Dolphins, wins against the Texans, I get it. But I have seen a team that's finally woke, figured out who they are a little bit. So, I hate to say, I, I, I like Indy. Yeah, I, I mean, like here. I, I think for the Colts, I, I think you're like, as good as Jonathan Taylor is. And the guy the guy looks like a monster right now. But I, I, I still think the success, and, and it's 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 a scary prospect. Now, I know he's, he's, he's looking better, confident. You know, I don't. I don't know what all was going on in Philadelphia. I'm not here to to piss off any any Eagles fans or anything like that. Um, but but something something seemed off with that relationship. Carson Wentz looks like a guy who um, you know has has a new lease on life. He 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 definitely he definitely looks like the guy that went healthy. Yes, that 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 they drafted. And and I mean the Eagles have had. And, and even look at look, even look at their Super Bowl year, and I'm not talking about just Carson Wentz. Like the Eagles have had a long run of injury issues. I don't know if it's a, thank you. Like I don't know if it's a conditioning thing. I don't know if it's a strength thing. I, I don't know what's going on with with that organization. But a bad environment. They, they 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 have had a long run of injury problems. So I I don't know if if, if Carson Wentz if he is injury prone or if it's if it was a product of being in that organization, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna find that out potentially as the, as the season plays out. But Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz looks healthy. He looks like a guy that looks like the guy that everybody thought he was going to be. I'll say this about the Mercedes Wentz: If you want an understanding or a case study on how you your injuries being a thing and other people being injured around you being a thing, okay, y'all saw what happened to Andrew Luck, ironically. And now he's in that team. Now he's playing for that organization. The difference is he's got Quentin Nelson and company. Um, you know, listen, uh, I, exactly. That Notre Dame O-line, uh, O-line coaching change has actually turned out to be a very devastating thing for your program, but it did produce the anchor of the line that's in front of him. And I don't even think Quentin Nelson's on the field right now. Okay. Yeah, so he's banged up. Yeah, that O-line is a vast improvement to what the Eagles could keep as a healthy product in front of him. And I love the point you make that uh, finally somebody else is saying, we could call the Mercedes Wentz injury-prone all you like. So is everybody else around him for the love of Pete. Okay. Right, I mean, I, I see it because I, 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 I live around here. I, I, I live in central Pennsylvania, so a lot of my <laughs> friends are Eagles fans, so, uh, so I see far more Eagles coverage than I ever need to. <laughs> but like because of that you you can see a trend. I mean when you're when you're talking 
starting around what? Week seven, week eight, every single year. Injuries piling up, injuries piling up, injuries piling up. Again, if it even takes that long. Right. If it, if it doesn't start sooner. But like every year you're like, you hear, I, if I, I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard the line from an Eagles fan. Man, we did pretty well considering how banged up we were. No, you don't want to do that because you'd have to change your political status. You'd have to tax yourself. Well, <laughs> you, you're not wrong, but but you know, it, so it, yeah. it's it's just it, it it is what it is with that organization. I, I don't know what exactly it is, and we'll see if it remains to be the case with a new with yet another new coaching staff. But it's that hadn't changed it in the past. So, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting game for a Sunday night. You know, like if this game was at a one o'clock, I I don't know that I would have. I don't know that I would have picked it out of the bunch because it, it's it's just another game on a Sunday slate that you're catching parts. Most people are catching parts of it on red zone, but when you're forced to watch this game, it, it becomes a little bit more different and it becomes a little bit um, more interesting. Uh, as we wind things up here, I, I want to circle back to the first topic because I'm curious to see um, what EJ, what you have for our first topic from the night as uh, you, you obviously missed the, the first part of the show, and that's our weekly yeah, college football week. top six. No, it's it's all good, man. We we all have things going on. Um, but mine, I'll give mine. Kyle will give his, just as a reminder, and then we'll we'll let you hit yours. Um, going from six to one on mine, I had Ohio State at six, Michigan at five, Cincinnati four, Oklahoma three, begrudgingly Alabama at number two, and Georgia. Uh, is obviously my number one team in college football right now. Kyle, remind the people and, and let EJ know what your top six is. Number six, I had the Oklahoma Sooners. Number five, I had Ohio State. Number four, I had Jim's wife's Michigan Wolverines. Number yeah. three, I had uh, Alabama. Or actually, no, I think I had Michigan third. Excuse me. You did. I had Alabama fourth, Michigan third, making uh, Jim's wife's evening a little better even on top of that. <laughs> and then uh, – the uh, Cincinnati Chick-fil-A Bearcats at number two and Georgia at the top spot. Number one, oh, Iowa. Oh, Georgia. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa. Put, right. the, put the fake ID away, son. I know, I know. That we, is we, a we, disgusting we, act. You know you can oh, get arrested for that. Ish, well, we right? actually, I actually need a four because today we did the playoff four and all podcast as well, too. At the, the bottom of two, I didn't, I didn't hear. Um, Georgia, of course, number one. Two, Cincy. Three, um, Michigan as well, too. Um, four, Bama. Five, fucking Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I'm not happy about it either. I have him at six, and I'm still not happy about it. Reading off my paper again. Six, by, well, by default, six. I, I, I hate to say it again. Six by you default, can say Michigan State. Default. You can be different. You have that Big 12 team. You have three fucking Big 10 teams there. I mean, come on. Oh, no. Talking the ish. Okay. Oklahoma. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's boring. Well, like I said, I I, have like Oklahoma, I had Oklahoma at three. I said I, I think they'll find their way out of that spot, but by the time I things you said they'll find their way to Iowa, if I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but they are who we thought they were. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I think it's because in 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 this house, in this house, we we are still very skeptical. Uh, you know, it, it, like I said, yeah. the the Nebraska game, it was a game that. For a couple of years in a row, uh, Michigan loses that game. Um, so we're uh, in, in this house. We we support each other. We want we want success for the other one's team, unless we're playing each other, which we aren't doing again for for a foreseeable future. 
the uh, way, you better not throw me up as a jinx if Michael if uh, Michigan does not do their job. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> but but you know we're we're it's 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 a skeptical situation. We're 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 looking at the you know. <laughs> Uh, it's like, oh my, like, this is, this is scary. We don't, we, we don't know what this, this, this is like, cause for a few years, you know, like you get to this point of the season and, and for, for one reason or the next, um, that, that team finds their way out of that spot, uh, where this year, you know, they're, they're, they're continuing to climb. Like I said, they win a game that, that they necessarily wouldn't have done, um, for, for a few years in a row. It's been my team that I've been going, you know, we're, we're, we're in this conversation and. We're well, we're not even anywhere close to the conversation, um, nor should we be. I'm not going to pretend that that we are. I mean, I, hell, I mean, Notre Dame's sitting at 13th in the AP, and I'm like, are they really the 13th? Like, and, and the only reason why that happened is because Iowa, Iowa against Purdue, and they happen right. to be on right. It is the biggest. Hey, Notre Dame has a win against a top 25 team now. Let me remind you that. Okay, and now FSU is more credible because of it, just like Jacksonville State. Thank you, Notre Dame. Thank you. <laughs> It's it's just silly. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, I, I don't I don't even know if Notre Dame is the thirteenth best team in the country. But that that's that's a whole another of yeah, unfortunate you, you know they're not unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> battle for me in and of itself. But uh, it is it, it in 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 this house it is also beat SC week and and dear God they better beat USC this week but. <laughs> But but it, it's fucking. That's why instead of a Cowboys jersey, I am rocking the the Irish this week because it's BSC week. But um, Kyle EJ, do you guys have anything else you want to hit on before we close this thing up this week? Uh, yes, I do. Um, it's now also become Luke Fickle in Louisiana week with the divorce settlement between LSU Oof. and Coach Ozeron. And listen, oh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that LSU does well enough to make either the Camping World Bowl. Or the Citrus Bowl, so I can be at the at the stadium, um, and 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 having my first, uh, the same place as I had my first uh, press conference as a college credentialed writer, also be the last press conference with him at LSU. Go Tigers! Maybe maybe I could shake his hand real quick and be like, sir, I'll have you know, I've had you for five press conferences the uh, six seven years. I'm losing count now. Uh, that I've been covering college games, credentialed, and damn it, you're entertaining every single time. So, okay, where where do you think? Let's start here. What where do you think he coaches next? Or there's a lot of there's a lot of weird buzz around that man. That I imagine f- sounds like a real fun dude to spend a weekend with. Oh hell yeah, dude! But oh. uh, but but it, you know there there's. Because I, you know, one of my thoughts was, does he end up back at USC? But apparently, USC doesn't want to touch that with the ten foot no, pole. And, and really, the only reason why he was a head coach there at all was because he was an acting head coach. Right. He's just not a cultural fit, you know. Um, He'll take a few years off, I think. I say, do you think that. he's going to take time off from from a head coaching role? Like, do you think he, he just he, he lets the dust settle a bit? Well, EJ, you make the point that you made with us for Bumani Jones, and then you can know you can you can officially speak to why I think he will take time off. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on around him in that program right now. There's, there's an investigation, Title Nine investigation about LSU, and now and some things about things not being reported about sexual harassment, all that stuff, and, and that, he, that that he didn't necessarily take seriously, allegedly anyway. Um, he's had some issues, also personal issues. Like I found out today that he, he after he won the national title 18 months ago, he got divorced three weeks later, and a lot, of, a lot of complaints, aside from the losing, of course, LSU, you're not playing, you know, New York football, of course. Um, 
having girlfriends or multiple girlfriends at practice and all that stuff. A lot of, a lot of drama in general. So I think I think he can take a little time off, let let the dust settle down. He's, he's gonna be owed seventeen million dollars once this is over. Enjoy the money, enjoy the chicks, all that, and then he'll come back a couple of years and let bygones be bygones. As long as nothing devastating comes out in this investigation, of course. Sure. Yes. Sure. Do his best to not be the other coach at that same press conference right. that I mentioned. That was my first as a uh, credentialed college right. writer, Bobby Petrino. I will say, I yeah, right. Because I will say this much though, you know, like since we're Eric Gordon and about and about what what he is, and he you know obviously he that that team took won the title two years ago, whatever, and. Best you know, had, statistical correct, offense ever. Correct. You know, he had all the help around him, Joe Brady, and all that stuff. But he has a good brand. His brand is actually pretty decent. The, the whole the whole Go Tigers thing and oh, all that are. stuff. And, you know, he has a nice little brand around him. Man. I, mean, I, I think this one, a brand, there, there will be a school or two that actually might put a, a feeler out there because of the the attention he'll bring. If Lane can get, can get fucking jobs up and right, <laughs> and by Petrino get jobs up and right, why couldn't an order on that? that that's just a on name value alone. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, Thanks. So, <laughs> Josh, so one, you know, one point, ding, ding. There we go. Ding. I'll give it to you. Even though he showed up late and he's only made one good point in his entire life. Um, <laughs> one, I'm the tool. I'm the tool. Um, listen, Benford, settle down. Um, so what I'm going to say uh-huh. is this. <laughs> it won't happen. Okay, it won't happen. But if he doesn't go back to college and he's an analyst, God bless America. Dude. I am here for it. <laughs> All right. So obviously LSU needs a head coach. Um what are what are who are some names that, that you see coming up in that search? Potentially like um, I mean, I know in in, in this region, I've, I've already heard James Franklin's name being thrown yeah. around. Is, is well, it? That's, that's a big job. That's one of the best jobs in the country, LSU. Um, it is. Seriously, it, it, that's one of the big jobs. You know, um, you'll get supported. Certainly, you're in the third. You're, you're in the top. You're the third or fourth best recruiting ground in the United States per capita. Yeah. Um, behind what, Florida, California, and Texas, right? Um, and and golly. You could definitely do a lot worse uh, than LSU, no question. Great not, campaign, not all that. Well, not shot me with Lane Kiffin's name. We've heard some buzzwords about Lane Kiffin, too. I, I wouldn't shot me if he's done the head coach there. Um, right. But uh, uh, Lane, wait, did you say Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin. No, that's not going to happen. Lane Kiffin? Um, no, no I, I, I'm saying don't be surprised it happens. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even think they'll float the name. You're going to hear the Chad Greenwells, um, Coastal Carolina, for those who don't know. You're going to hear Luke Fickle, uh, Cincinnati. Um, I, I still think it's going to be a relatively unknown that fills the spot at the end of the day, um, simply because that's the state of coaching. Right now, the coaching confines. Everyone keeps throwing. Oh, at least they're done with throwing out uh, Lincoln Riley and Bill Cower for Christ's sake. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah, you find out all the, the the obvious names the last like 10, 15 years that got older and bringing a new, you know, maybe Joe Brady. Where's, where's Joe Brady now currently? Joe Brady? Yeah, the, the, old, the old OC for, for LSU from two years ago. I have no idea. Where he, gets, he gets all the credit for what happened with, with Joe Burrow and all that. Certainly now he does, right? Well, he does, yeah. So, so, so where's he at now, currently? I have no idea. Okay. Jim, do you know? I have no clue. Because I, I mean, I thought thought you were just throwing the name Brady around because it's so close to your heart and mind. But I, I you know, just... well, well, I mean, you know, come on, <laughs> Joe Brady, right now. <laughs> Ooh, 
Joe Brady is actually in Carolina. Okay. With uh, as it was the OC, he, he's the OC in Carolina. Okay. All right. So that would not it would not shock me if he was the next guy. Looked he's, he's thirteen years old, number one, and I mean, he gets a lot of credit for that team winning the title. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked in the least if 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 he wasn't contacted, uh, you know, at, at the very least. And I mean, like, like I said, you know, in, in this area, anytime a, a coaching job opens up, all my Penn State fan friends are just, oh, they're going to bring up James Franklin. As I as I do my best they impersonation of Kyle, up. Franklin's not going anywhere. Guys. No, and, and I I don't like he. I, would, I, I, I think he, I think he is in a great spot at Penn State because mm-hmm. he he is he has done enough with a program that um, needed a guy like him and and needed needed a guy to change the culture at Penn State because Bill O'Brien coming in after after Joe Paterno uh, with everything that went on at Penn State. Um, just it was it was a it was a weird vibe like James Franklin kind of turned that program upside down there's a different swagger there's a different feel to the to to the James Franklin Penn State Nittany Lions and there ever oh, he's was tough on there he's tough right right now in this moment he's tough on like, exactly exactly on uh, you, you know he's he's won a he's won a Big Ten title since he's been there um you know he he's had some big upsets um that they've won now they, they've right. lost some games that they probably shouldn't have but like yeah, I don't. I don't think he is going anywhere uh, for for the time being. I, I think he he loves the spot that he's in. For the for the Penn State fans that are going to say that, I have the ultimate therapy that you could offer them, Jim. You want people bringing that name up. You want people talking about yes. uh, James Franklin, the Colin Cowards, the whoever's, the what have you's, because the more pressure that he's able to apply on Penn State in the program, the more likely it is he's going to get exactly what he wants as a contract, and therefore he will be going precisely that is true. It's counterintuitive. Same, same thing happened with Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Correct. Because the there, were, there was a few years in a row where every time an NFL job opened up or a big college job opened up, it was, is Brian Kelly going to be the next guy coaching the Philadelphia Eagles? Is Brian Kelly going to be the next guy coaching the Arizona Cardinals? And eventually he just got to the point where Brian Kelly basically signed a lifetime contract and was like, I'm going to retire here, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, and I, I'm all better for it. I will say, though, this, and I agree with what you're saying about Franklin, but this is one of the few jobs in the country that would pull somebody away from where they're at currently to go. That's, that's a great, that's a great was, segue by you, sir, because – when Michigan officially Michigans and they actually oh, fire Harbaugh finally, can you imagine a Jim Harbaugh in LSU? Because I, I sure can. can. I sure can. If way, Michigan is that dumb to make that mistake. I hope they don't. By the way, that, that my, new hel- my new helmet. I love it. You look, you look great in just plain gold, DJ. You look great in just plain gold. <laughs> Garnet and gold, not gold Irish. Oh, no. The blue and gold looks good on you, EJ. That spear got broken some time ago. You're better off putting an SF on it. There you go. Right there. First round draft pick. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. The beer bowl. Let, beer bowl. Let's let's close this thing up. I, I think oh, we cool. had a I think we had a good solid show this week. Yeah, I had a uh, great show. I would have. I made it. <laughs> yes. I say EJ, make sure you listen back to the first half. In no way, shape, or form did we dunk on you for the first hour. I um, love it. <laughs> but EJ, let people know where they can follow and keep track of everything that you do. Of course, on Twitter, EJ Christian Seven. Subscribe to the Earth Podcast, um, where these these two guys always appear on my show. 
quite often, you know. Um, also, my wrestling podcast, Take the Wrestling Podcast, comes out every Friday. Uh, other than that, that's about it, man. Well, it was fun. As always, love it's always it. fun with you guys. Love it as always. It's become. I feel like I talk okay. to you guys more than I talk to most people in my life. Uh, Kyle, I know. Kyle, okay. where uh, <laughs> roll out the red carpet? Everything say, that you do, list? you, you made a like. It's like the, the, the Macho Man's meme. You may not like it, but accept it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your list, do you even live, bro? Um, <laughs> I'm Kyle Nash, a student of the game. You can find me on Twitter, the SOTG. You can find me on Instagram as the SOTG. Find me on Facebook as the student of the game. Check out my work with the three-pointconversion.com. That's the number three, not the letter three. Um, and, um, yeah, I know that three isn't a letter, but you could write it out with with letters, you know. Ding. My kindergartner can spell three. Figure that out. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, of course, find me as well on Here's the Speaking Podcast. Find me also on Hilarity by default on YouTube. I know EJ doesn't watch it because it's actually a video. But no, no, no. Subscribe. Actually- Shut the fuck up. I'm not I'm subscribed, motherfucker. Shut up. <laughs> He has to because it's it's not in podcast form. That's right. I've been I used to be full time though, buddy. Come on. Hey, buddy. No. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> by the way, feel free to go on Twitter uh, and harangue you, my good. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, friend. Um, please, please feel free to harangue uh, uh, my friend Demosthenes Euclid at Default Hilarity if you do want to see it in podcast form. That bad, EJ. That might help. <laughs> um, check out also my work with. Um, the Captain and Company Morning Show on OldSchool101.com and A7BM Sports with Captain Chris Hill. And listen, I know Beyond the Buzzer has not been on a bit lately, but my good friend Danny Thompson is moving and shaking, and soon we will return as right now he is busy trying to do his work with WNIS in South Carolina. I know, the Kakalaki's got a new man on the sports airways, and he's doing great things there. How long has it been with you guys? On, you know, two or three weeks now? What, um, I think we did one two weeks ago, and that was after like a six-week break. Listen, Danny Thompson's personal life has been him on assignment, constantly handling business. At the end of the day, though, we will be back, and he will certainly be in a better space. And the NBA is back on top of that. So it's even worse now. The NBA is back now. It's going to be even worse. Yeah, and maybe EJ will finally use his proper meme. And Who the, the hell is this? Oh, wrong one. To actually talk about the NBA. As somebody who's also arrested. I did, I did that last night for two hours with, with, with Zach and Chris. The over-unders podcast. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? I know it's coming. You fucker. <laughs> the irony <laughs> that we talk about the NBA and then you dunk on EJ. Go hey, for the win, Jim. I'm report today with the NBA talk. Not me. You decided to talk about Kyrie. Yeah, <laughs> I had to be your therapist, bitch. What? Go Heat. I know. Go Heat, bitch. See how I did it backwards? Bitch, go Heat. You like bitch, go Heat. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Gotta love it, guys. Thank you again. As always, you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you're following along with the show. We are at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. We are at Huddle Up Pod on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel to our show on all podcast platforms make sure you uh go ahead and check out the merchandise over whatamaneuver.net check out our home network ngsc sports at ngscsports.com our secondary home is the leap sports and music network l-e-e-i-b sports.com until next week when begrudgingly i bring these guys back on the airwaves to to fight with me as always but i love them uh stay safe stay smart and go for the win